0: Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hey, everyone. We're so glad you joined us on the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here at New Life, and I'm joined with Senior Pastor Brian Wilmirth. How's it going, Brian?
1: Good to be with you, man. I'm doing well. Good to be with all of you. Thanks for joining us today.
0: We are continuing in our parable series, and uh, let's just dive right in. Yes. Um, you had a really cool illustration, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Or yeah, where you brought that infinity cube. Yeah. And that was such a great way, as you were talking about how Jesus reconfigures our boxes to see a cube like that continually mm-hmm. change in different ways, and we could imagine how Jesus kind of does that with yeah. what we think is right and true. Yep. Yep. Um, could you explain kind of how you came yeah, to that? Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. So again, if uh, if you listen to the podcast and and you weren't watching our live stream, mm-hmm. you you probably missed it. So maybe go on our website and watch that little clip. I've got a picture of it, and then I do hold it up. but it, It's pretty small, but anyway, it's it's my son's. So he's he's got this little itty bitty cube. It's you know three inches by three inches or whatever. Um, and as I was working on the sermon and prepping, I was, I felt like I had most of the sermon figured out, but there was a word that I just couldn't quite land on for like a lot of the big idea or whatever. And, and so eventually I got to reconfigured like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good word. I like what that means. And, and so I landed on that and, and literally I had in my head his cube. Cause I'm like, that's what happens. Like you change a reconfiguration, you're moving things. And I just thought of that cube right on the heels mm-hmm. of that. And so, um, yeah, borrowed it from him and uh, brought it with me on on Sunday morning and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it came just as I was prepping and arriving at that one word reconfigured.
0: I thought it did an awesome job with helping people see into that yeah. situation and imagine that even for themselves. And you did land on he ultimately reconfigures our box to joy. Yes. Um, yeah. And a lot of times when I look at different pieces in my life, I see them as like tanks, so like emotional tank, physical tank, in mm right now I'm kind of wondering if you had a joy tank yeah. In how are some symptoms or what's some symptoms that you would imagine we could be watching out for to notice whether or not that tank is running a bit low? Yeah, that's good.
1: That's good. Um, I would say maybe to uh, differentiate a little bit, I think joy and happiness are different. Mm. Um, there are times when uh, we can feel happy And joyful. There are times we can feel not happy and still joyful. So I think there's a difference. And to me, that, that joyfulness is that just deeper kind of reality, deeper heart level, heart posture kind of thing. So, um, I do think there's a difference. So for me, happiness and joy are not the same. And the mark of joy often comes with other things. I think, um, a word contentment is one that I often think of too. If I'm, if I'm joyful, like I'm, I'm content with wh- the way things are, what I have, where I am, um, and so I think if if there's a, a a stirring, if there's a lack of contentment, that tells me maybe my joy meter is probably down or my tank's a little low. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say contentment and joy for me often come
0: together, and I wonder if that's true mm-hmm. for a number of people. Um, if you never smile, though, there might be a symptom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. So that
1: that might be true. If you if you are feeling not happy, does that also mean you're you're not feeling joyful too? So I think that's good. I like that. You know, um, was some of the other words that came to mind, like if you just feel like really down, despair, depressed, um, those might be indicators. Not always, but sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, you just if you feel. If you feel stressed, I feel like I've been in a a season of stress just kind of most recently that, uh, even as I'm working on that message and and getting ready to preach it, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm probably lacking some joy too. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes if I see stress in my life, that's probably going to pull down my joy, my joy tank Mm -hmm. a bit. Um, so I see that a bit too. Um, and then I also think like it might, might be some of those other emotions, you know, if you've got some irritability or anger or frustration like okay is there a lack of joy here too yeah um again
0: different than happiness but yeah sometimes those can be indicators but that's good that's good because i think some people would just am i happy or am i not so that's yeah when you talk about contentment i think for me i notice sometimes i can't let go of things easier as like i usually would be able to like, I'm usually Mm -hmm. not finding my full security in Christ or, um, so that might be another Mm -hmm. identity piece for people to kind of be like, Oh, you know what's going on here? Why? And it might be lack of joy in life sometimes as well.
1: I think that, I think that's a good, good piece to look at any of these things that don't feel quite aligned or quite right. Like, okay. Taking that step back and just Am I being, am I in joy? Am I living in joy here? How's my, my, my level? And if it, if it could be low, sometimes things are hard and things happen yeah. to us and we can still be joyful in them. I mean, I decided right. James one to consider it pure joy when you face trials. Right. Um, like that can be true, but it's always good to pay attention and mm-hmm. evaluate. Like, am I letting this get to me? Am I, you know, holding on to things like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm not operating in joy as much right now mm. because something's irritating me. It's bothering me, and I won't let it go. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's good. I like, I like and seeing. You that.
0: would say, external things. Last week, mm-hmm. you were talking about external things. Correct me. What were you saying? External things don't. Um, they don't change our status. Our status, yes. yeah, our yes. status. Mm-hmm. But external things can sometimes affect our joy correct
1: so i think joy happiness is probably more that moving dynamic Mm -hmm. emotional kind of thing joy is a little more solid but things can affect it so you know circumstances can have an impact on us maybe i'd amend that to say just a little bit that our response to our circumstances hard things can happen to us and we can be joyful in them but am i choosing that or, or am i letting it get to me and and opening that door so um there is there are times when hard things are going to happen and they are sad or we want to lament and and that kind of thing and that's appropriate Mm -hmm. um so yes external things have impact on us but it probably has as much to do with the thing itself as um as much as our response to it Mm -hmm. if i could say it that way that's again i'm speculating or kind of on the fly there i'm i'm haven't thought through that fully, but... Yeah, so I, I was just no, throwing no. a little curveball. Yeah, no, and that's I had okay. a friend that
0: he just was recognizing his job was just kind of taking over him and him and his wife, as they yeah. prayed and talked about him, we're like, this is really affecting your joy. Like, as yes. you're coming home at yes. night, like, yep. you can't release this thing. And ah, yeah. Um a further instance might look different, but I don't think that we're also just like, well, we'll just endure the trials. Like, no, consider right. it pure joy that I'm right. in this terrible position. And yes. like, yep. I think sometimes we're called to... I'm not sure where I'm going. Yeah, with that. but
1: like, I mean, you're citing your friend, like that's a great illustration because I'm picturing this friend is, is this ongoing, like, okay, it's just kind of wearing me down, wearing me down and you know, I can't let it go. I bring it home with me. Like it's affecting all that. That makes sense to me. And, um, and it's not, not a blame thing. It's like, oh, he or she's just not, you know, handling it the way they're supposed to or whatever. But, um, like, yeah, things do affect us. External things do affect us and and have impact on us. So it's never, you know, never not impacted from the external. Um, But there's a moment, it's like, okay, what can I do differently? Or how can I change my mindset or my perspective on this? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the stuff that, you know, you and I, Cody, and and some others, like we, thinking about discipleship and growing in Jesus, there's sometimes bad news, things that, that aren't true, that are, Feeding, you know, our response or how we're interacting with something. And it's good to surface that because then the gospel good news, right? Here, you can actually have joy in this, and here's why. Or, you know, your your job is not what defines you, You, whatever those kinds of things. It might be
0: leaving that job. Right. Yeah. Or it might be be staying and Mm -hmm. just reconfiguring your box. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. In a way that doesn't allow it to take over your identity. Correct.
1: Yeah. And so there's a variety of ways it can play out. But I think the fundamental thing is, um, taking a, taking a inventory, an inventory and awareness of like, okay, what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. External things do impact us. Um, but they fundamentally don't change us in ways that we at least won't allow them. Like Jesus is the one who comes in and, and says, this is who you are. And if we listen to him, then we're going to operate in that way. But sometimes we we'll listen to that other voice. Oh, my, my job actually gives me meaning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not going the way that I want. So maybe I'm not enough, you know, like play that out kind of thing. Um, that's the that happens on the internal side, influenced by the external. And so I think um, choosing joy is choosing our identity in Christ, hearing the good news of the gospel and the implications of that, and allowing Jesus to set the stage, allowing him to lead us. And it might lead someone to you know what, I'm going to find a different job because this is not what I'm supposed to do and it's not life-giving to me or mm-hmm. I just need to operate differently within it and I can find my joy when I changed how I'm viewing it or how I'm interacting with it. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a really helpful image and illustration, I think, to flush this out a bit more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, we'll kind of take a sidestep from that, but obviously in the same uh, space... As we're talking about reconfiguring boxes, I'm going to ask you a really tough question here, Uh-oh. Brian. Okay, all right, and everyone listening can <laughs> judge you based okay. on how you answer this. Yes. If if Jesus came into our podcasting room right now, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and we were to ask him, how would you reconfigure the modern church's box?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you wanted to, maybe you could even allude to. Maybe our church in general sure, too. Sure, um, yeah, 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 because that could be helpful. Yeah, and this isn't me asking this, trying to get you to probe at something right, necessarily, right. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I remember we had a friend, I was talking to him, and he actually is an atheist, and me and my mm-hmm. buddy were Christians. We we're all in the same room, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about the world in general, and he he had asked us like, what What do you think Jesus would say if he came into your church? From an atheist, that the atheist mm-hmm. asks that question, yep, mean, yep, it's just very. It's a really great thing to kind it's of so ponder. Good.
1: Yep, and it's it is hard to know the answer, but I think we can, we can, we can have some measure. So, um, I'll I'll speak to the American church, like global church. I I, I don't have enough experience internationally to weigh in uh, other countries and all that kind of stuff. So I can I can speak to the American church, and I can probably speak to our church. I think. Um, one of the things that I've seen as a pastor, and I think, um, through my discipleship to Jesus, that this, this is something he would say, I think we are, um, majoring on the minors and sometimes minoring on the majors. Like we're, we're putting things in reverse order sometimes. Hmm. Um, and, and some things are really, really important and, uh, need attention, but some things aren't. And I feel like a lot of our conversations as Christians are, are, are making more out of lesser things. And, and not to diminish you the know, impact that any given thing might have, but like, I, I think of the, the, the letters in Revelation, the, 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 the letters that Jesus kind of speaks to John to these different churches. And, and there's a few different ones, but um, one of them is like, you, you've lost your first love. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we think we're, we're fighting for Jesus or we're standing up for him in certain ways when it's like, you're, you're kind of missing me. You're, mm-hmm. you're making it about the things and you're missing me. And, and I think that's one thing he might say to the American church. Like, you're, you're, you're in my name trying to do a lot of good things, um, but you're going about it the wrong way. And, mm-hmm. and you're kind of missing me and yeah, the way good. I really am. Um, I would, I would not say personally, and I think a lot of people wouldn't say that the church is known by its love right now. And Jesus was pretty clear on that's what's most important. Like the two greatest commandments, love God, love others. And he he told his disciples in the upper room, like they'll know you're my followers by your love, by how you love one another. Love as I have loved you. Like that's where it all comes. And I would say, um, It doesn't seem like that's always true. Sometimes love is saying the hard thing and and sometimes love is standing up. Sure. But um, I think we've, we've moved ourselves into the political realm a bit too much. Like we're about legislation and power that way. And, and you know, like the church operated as the minority for a number of years, like for decades and centuries, like it didn't have power and it thrived. And I think sometimes we, we feel like, Oh, we have to stand up for all that's right and do that legislatively. And I'm just not sure you can legislate um, the the kind of life that that Jesus is pulling us towards. Um, I think sometimes we we miss seeing people, or we have stereotypes of one another, and sure. um, you know just th- things like that. Like, and this isn't just to you know like oh we got to love each other and make it feely. Like, no, to actually healthily relate
0: well is is part of what I'm what I'm sensing. Um, seeking to fully understand. Yeah. Um, seeking for relationship mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's I think challenge.
1: I think that's one of the things Jesus might say. And I, I say that with, you know, a bit of fear and because, man, I'm not Jesus and, and he probably would have so much more to say <laughs> or, or whatever. But um yeah, I think we we've we've kind of switched some things around and we've lost sight of the core essential dynamics of the gospel and uh may may maybe have skewed or turned some things the the wrong direction and I think jesus would say hey like it's about it's it's about loving people and loving me like me as as a person as as your lord and savior um and not about the things and the ideas and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so I don't know that's that's some of what comes to my mind as you ask that question
0: yeah yeah that's good that's good i appreciate appreciate what you had to say there that's yeah. that's really awesome mm-hmm. um what what would you say for someone who kind of heard the message on Sunday and maybe they're just struggling with finding joy? We mm, kind of talked yeah. a little bit after. Yeah. We didn't really name that group, you know, people who sure. maybe struggle with depression or whatever that yeah. looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um and not that they would use that as an excuse not to have sure. joy. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, it's not just pure happiness and mm-hmm. smiles all the time. Yeah. But um someone who maybe is in that in that ballpark or maybe also just is so busy, can't possibly imagine how to... Even you gave an easy mm. example with the pause app where anybody yeah. can do that. Just pop in there and yeah. do yeah. that. What's something that someone could just start doing today that yes. would be just that little quarter turn but yeah. not maybe feel like they're jumping all in?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, um, one of the things that was really helpful in these kinds of things and i think would answer the question is just start somewhere Mm. like there i i had the the mindset when i was um in my journey of faith really really starting to grow and i i I feel like there was a few years where i was just growing a lot learning a lot i was so hungry and still am but it's just i saw that and i think one of the ideas that was embedded with with me in that time was like i got to read my bible for like 45 minutes And if I can't, then I'm not doing a good enough job. So I had this all or nothing. Like I got to do it um, perfectly Mm -hmm. right from the get go. And I've come to the place where now sometimes like my, my devotional time is way shorter. Uh, And I'm actually okay with that. Like it's, it's about like spending time with the Lord. Sure. Volume matters. If I can be with the Lord for an hour, like that's awesome. And I, I sometimes can do that. Sometimes I can't. And 15 minutes is still valuable or even just again starting just two minutes Can I just read a verse or two or just offer a prayer of lord? I'm just gonna sit with you for a moment Thank you for being here like that kind of just Brief little thing is still valuable Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have an all or nothing or I got to go to the furthest extent It's got to be super robust. I had that that mindset and i'm i'm glad to say that I've adjusted to, to just appreciate what I do have and what I can have. I still work for like good, solid chunks. Um, but if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I feel that freedom and allow, allow the Lord to meet you within that. And so if it is one of those things where you're just like, I don't know how to start, like just start simple. Like what's an easy, measurable first step that you can take? And try to do that a few times, repeatedly, because mm-hmm. then I think once you start building that habit, building that pattern, yeah. you're going to be able to go from there. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's one of the things I found helpful. The other thing is, um, the other idea is seeing it is like going along the way. Uh, you know If you've I got to do an hour, so it's got to be a set apart time right as I wake up in the morning or whatever. Like maybe read the Bible, but then in the morning, but then throughout the day, like just. You know, at lunchtime, I'm just going to open it up and just read a little bit more. Or, you know, Jesus came to my mind at 10 o'clock in the morning. Lord, thank you for just reminding me you're there. Like along the way, seeing these moments of time with Jesus, and I think then also calibrating that joy piece a bit. Mm. Um, Thank you. Thank you for being here. I yeah, just I agree appreci- too. That, yeah. Was, that was so good. Was yeah. So, good. so I think seeing how can i just embed this into the everyday along the way kind of thing rather than it has Mm -hmm. to be a set apart big robust thing i almost just want to speak that freedom over people um if you feel like it's got to be this this really set apart thing that's great to do but sometimes it just doesn't work out and that's okay especially if you're starting out just embed it in along the way Mm -hmm. as you're driving as you're talking to somebody like
0: you know i just i'm Mindful that Jesus is with me, like just begin to put those pieces in place along the way. I wonder too if the gratitude piece is such an elixir to kind of Mm. get you to joy, and that's a really easy thing. Me and Noah were going to monster trucks the other day, and we were in the car and jamming out, and like I looked in the rearview mirror and saw him, and you know, it's just like I remember just being like, "God, thank you, yeah, Noah." Like, yes, I do not deserve a (laughs) child, you know, like to be responsible over this kid. Um, it was just a true like pure joy moment, mm-hmm. you know and I think if you can find those kinds of things that yes. you find that deep connection with, yep. and you're saying you give it to God and say, hey, this is your thing that you gave me and mm-hmm. I couldn't be more than happy with this. I, something yep. starts to stir and then yep. that pushes into that relationship side. and yeah.
1: But you know. I would yeah, and I think, I think just taking advantage of it and preaching appreciate appreciating them for what they are. Um, is so valuable and then i would encourage to have that mindset of like okay but i want to just a little bit more or calibrate just like continually growing towards um i, I think there is sometimes a, a maybe a staleness of like ah oh, it's good as it is that's not the posture i mean mm-hmm. appreciating what it is but you know, can I keep going where else might I be able to do this and just have that growth mindset. I think that those two things together, that freedom from pressure, but that growth mindset is really the sweet spot of how
0: we move forward. I was telling you about that article I read earlier from say Hill bloom. And I also saw a graphic that he had and it was a bunch of circles in there in different rows and each row, the circles were filled up at like, one one row would be all evenly filled mm. up. Mm-hmm. The second row would be more. And basically, this is consistency. This is also consistency. This is consistency. Showing ah, like some were gradual and yeah. some were filled up more than others. Okay. So like... You know, Kayla, my wife, she can be more like a sporadic, but she sure. is consistently doing yes. the thing. Yes. But it's not always like every day exactly I do this thing or then the next day. Yeah. The... And I was like, this too is consistent. I was mm-hmm. like, that's really good. And his thing was like, anything above zero is compoundable. So yes. if you're getting to the Bible, mm-hmm. it's better to get in the Bible than not to get in the Bible at all. Yes, um, exactly. Because a lot of times if we don't, it's like, well, what's the point? I can't even do this anyways. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting anything out of this. So what's the point? Yep. Um, It really is compoundable like anything that you do
1: yep anything we do is valuable and if and again if you're in a position or or a stage of life or or you're the kind of person you can build in that like solid consistent predictable that's great like i think that's definitely something to shoot for Mm -hmm. but appreciating what you can do even Mm -hmm. if it's less than you'd hope for um or you know if it does change and vary a little bit I think we, we have the expectation sometimes of ourselves that it's got to be in this box. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, like I'm reconfiguring a box. Being with me is valuable. Be with me all the time as you go uh, along in your day. Like I'm always there. Have that sort of thing rather than I've got a really good hour in the morning and then that's it. I think Jesus actually prefers the former. Like, mm-hmm. hey, just along the way, we spent a few minutes in the morning, but... I'm we're we're touching base all throughout the day. Like there's such mm-hmm. value in that. So kind of that both hands sort of thing. I think finding that sweet spot
0: is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing all that. I, yeah. I really appreciate yeah. it. That's good. Um so actually we're putting a close to this series and we're starting another series on Sabbath. We don't have an exact name mm-hmm. for it yet, I Not guess. Yet. Not yet. Um But yeah, just kind of give us the overview. Mm -hmm. Wait, we have one more. We have one more of the parables this coming Sunday.
1: Yep, so this will be the last of the parables Mm -hmm. series. And then we move to Sabbath. So um, yeah, this last parable, we're going to be looking at uh, an incident where... um, Jesus is at a Pharisee's house. He's having dinner and a woman comes in and does this miracle not miraculous a uh, radical loving kind of act and and Jesus tells a parable to challenge assumptions that were being made about her and what's happening there. So um, yeah, it's Luke seven and it's going to be uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good story. It's a beautiful story and helps us. Um, See forgiveness in a fresh way. I think so. That's where we're going this coming Sunday to round out parables. But after that, we're going to be looking at Sabbath, and um, it's something we've taught on before since I've come here. and And I, I see the need for Sabbath as being a great one for our culture right now. We are so busy. Like, you know, we're talking, how do you squeeze in just a little bit of time with God? Like, we fill our schedules. We're, we're so committed to uh, so many different things. And even when we're not, we just have that tendency to fill our time. You know, we'll just scroll on our phones for an hour. You know, it's like, I got nothing to do. I'm going to do that. Um, and Sabbath is a practice that helps us to come out from under the oppression of our time and our schedules and and the things like that. So um, we're going to dive into the series for a handful of weeks and look at Sabbath and um, explore what does it mean to be the kind of people who are not bound by these things, how Sabbath is an act of 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 release, of trusting God. How it's an act of rebellion and revolution against the things that try to you know maybe put its put itself over us. Um, so I'm excited to explore it. Maybe in that angle, we we haven't fully fleshed out all that we're going to cover, but um, we're going to hit on some key key texts for sure that help us understand our identity in in Christ and how we are Sabbath people and we're free people in that sense like he has set us free so we are not slaves to idols and to our time and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so um yeah so we're going to explore some of that for a handful of weeks and hopefully give some some practical tips as well as we go through
0: yeah the preaching team i felt like everyone was resonating with that not bound yes um in seeing Sabbath as, a, as an opportunity to release from sometimes how maybe we would say, oh, I'm not bound by that thing, but if you start to put it down on paper and look right. at your life and how you orient mm-hmm. yourself to it, mm-hmm. we're kind of bound by it. And mm-hmm. I think Sabbath really helps kind of just release that from yes. us. Yep. Um,
1: Such an essential practice uh, for today's society, I think. And so I think I, I hope our church will grow in our ability mm-hmm. as we practice Sabbath because mm-hmm. I think it will, it will stand out to yep. the culture around us, Yep, for absolutely,
0: sure. absolutely. Yeah. Well, Brian, thanks for sharing today. Yeah. And um, everyone, just uh, feel free to message us at contact at org if you have any questions. Of course, we're here at 401 West Edgewood every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We'd love to have you. Um, have a great week. We'll catch you next time.